Do you seek the freedom to pursue greater meaning and purpose in your life? Is there something that you're passionate about that you'd like to support by giving time, talent, or money? Do you seek a level of financial freedom to live an ideal life as you uniquely define it? Welcome to the Money and Meaning Show with Jeff Bernier, a show dedicated to helping you gain the confidence and freedom to lead a life of personal significance and help you get your actions and resources in alignment with what matters most. Yeah, hello and welcome to the Money and Meaning Show. My name is Jeff Bernier. As uh, normal, I am your monthly guide as we have ongoing conversations around uh, money and meaning. And as you well know, um, what I try to do in these monthly shows is try to put together conversations that help you get clarity on what matters most, and then add to that wealth management topics that can help you get the financial freedom and create the capacity to go pursue your vision of a meaningful life. So, so happy that you decided to join us today. So thanks for, thanks for being here. You know, do you ever reflect on how fast technology is changing and how fast technology changes? I mean, we live in a, in a, in a world of massive technology, uh, technological change and advances. You know, I, I, I remember watching the Apollo 13 movie not that long ago, and it's really funny when you look at what these NASA folks at Mission Control were trying to do to get, to get the astronauts home. I think they even used a slide rule, for gosh sakes, in, in one of the scenes. So it's amazing uh, what has happened uh, with technology. You know, when I first started in the business, I was driving around all over Atlanta, I had a big old road atlas in my car that I'd pull out to try to figure out where I was going to go. If I was late for an appointment, I had to pull off the road and find a telephone somewhere. Uh, so it's, you know, so, it, it, you know, we are certainly in a different world today. And with that, um, we have a lot of conveniences. I mean, we have online banking. Um, now, when I drive around, obviously, I've got map services that in real time that helped me figure out the best route to take. Um, you know, we can access our accounts uh, instantaneously to see how we're doing with our investments. We can move money from our various bank accounts. So it has created a lot of um, conveniences for all of us. But with that, there's also risk. Uh, and so we have all these modern conveniences with having access to information, but there's also a downside. So I thought today um, that I'd bring on an expert to help us address some of those downsides, which is internet security. Um, I didn't know this until recently, but a few years back, uh, the Senate um, passed a resolution and called June Internet Security Month. Uh, and so I think it's timely that we have a conversation today with about internet security. So I'm really, I'm really excited today to have an expert uh, on all things internet security. So I'm being joined today by Steve Ryder. Uh, Steve is the president and founder of True North Networks. True North Networks is a company that helps wealth management firms like ours uh, make sure that we protect data uh, and that we can take advantage of the latest and greatest technologies, but we do it in a way that is secure, both for our clients and our firm, uh, and obviously to also um, meet regulatory requirements because there's not a lot of regulatory requirements related to this. 
Steve has a long history in technology. Uh, and prior to that, he had um, history in financial services. So he's well-equipped uh, to talk about this today. So welcome, Steve. Thanks for being on the Money and Meaning Show. Uh, thanks, Jeff. It's it's great to be here. I mean, I, I, I remember reading somewhere about you know, uh, those Apollo missions and how a cell phone does more calculations than, than that the computers they use on those Apollo missions. So, so yeah, it's, it, it is amazing. Yeah, it, it is amazing. You know, they used to have a whole building with a mainframe computer. I know. And, and you probably do have more technology in, a, in an iPhone than you might have had in those in those uh, mainframe buildings. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, and, and again, it's, it's great. You know, I know our clients occasionally, um, uh, we'll get frustrated because we do have a lot of strategies in place to protect their identity and their. So this is a really, really important topic because we do want to use the technologies to the extent that it makes sense, but we've got to do it in a responsible way. So as I always do on these shows, I always like the audience to at least get to know the guest a bit. So Steve, I'm going to just ask you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your family and um, how you got involved in technology. Okay. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Uh, so I, I got involved in technology back in uh, 2000. You know, uh, I, I've i always liked to dabble in technology. My my background is banking and finance. Um, I looked in, at years, believe it or not, of being a plumber, electric, uh, electrician, a carpenter. I have done a lot of different things in my life. I'm a private pilot. Um, so I've, I've dabbled in a lot of things, uh, but I always... Any job I had, I always trying to more. I'm kind of morphed into technology, so I ended up starting my own firm. You know, essentially in uh, 2002, um, married, got two daughters. Uh, uh, one's older uh, from a prior marriage, and she has a, a son, uh, so I'm a grandfather as well. So I have a 39 year old daughter, a a 22 year old daughter, and a 18 year old grandson. <laughs> so uh, span span quite the the, the gap there. Um, yeah. Uh, my wife and I, my uh, wife and I have been married for 30 years now. Uh, we just celebrated our 30th wedding anniversary this past fall. Um, she's happily retired um, and waiting for me to do that someday, <laughs> but I'm I'm still having fun. So right now, terrific. Right now, right and now, true, I'm not ready to do that. Yeah, and True North Network is uh, Networks is a national firm, so you have clients all over the country, I believe. Uh, and your home office is located. We're located in New Hampshire, Swansea, New Hampshire. If, uh, most people would know Keene, New Hampshire, um, which is yeah. just south of Keene. So we've got clients in 35 st states, um, mostly RIAs like yourself, Jeff. And, you know, that's been our vertical market and the market that we've, uh, we've supported all these years. Perfect. Well, thanks for sharing all of that. That's, that's, that's great. So, yeah. So every time I go to a workshop or some training about Internet security and cybersecurity, you know, I don't sleep for like two weeks. Um, you know, I just like, what are, what are we missing? Um, and I'm, I'm really being facetious about that because I know we have you guys helping us, but, um, but you do, it does raise a lot of concerns. And so can you talk to us a little bit about the problem? I mean, what, so what is the nature of the cybersecurity problem? So who, who are the people out there that are trying to get our information and, 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 and what do they do with it? What can they do with it? They sell it. You know, so what they'll do is there's a black market uh, that they'll do and, and use, um, and it's called the dark web. Okay. Uh, and so they'll gather this information about 
about you or whatever they can get, whether it's your credit card, your social security number, um, any personal, what's called PII or personal identifiable information, try to gather that information and then sell it on the open market. Um, you know, several years ago, great, a great example for myself is uh, my wife for year, years ago worked for an insurance company um, and their health provider got a data breach. Mm-hmm. Um our socials were data breached. So here I am in the business and I had really no control over my own data getting getting compromised. And and the year it happened, I don't remember the year, it was probably six or seven years ago now. Um, and my tax return was filed. Hmm. And so on, on my behalf. And so what was interesting to me is at the time I'd been married at least over 20 years. And you know, typically things, people look for things out of pattern, right? You, you go, you know, your credit card company, if you go out of pattern, they'll notify you or, and I'll put my credit card in something and, you know, my gas card and it'll say, it'll decline it because I'm in a different state, right? And the credit card will let me know from a security perspective. And that's great. It's inconvenient because security is not convenient, right? As we know, right? So I can't put my credit card in, I can't get gas, you know, so I have to go on my phone and approve and say, yes, this is me. Anyway, more what I was where I'm going with this is for 20 plus years I've filed jointly. For 20 plus years, um, if I got a refund, it would always go into the same bank account. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, the year that my tax return, my 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 social was compromised, and somebody filed my tax return, they filed as an individual, and they filed as wanting the refund to go on a debit card. Yeah. I mean, so out of pattern for 20 years that I can't believe the IRS didn't, didn't, you know, didn't pick up on that. Mm -hmm. And so the pain in the neck after that is I had to go to an IRS office. I had to prove my identity. I mean, it was just a a nightmare to to try to, to solve that, you know? So that's, so that's one of the things that they do. They, they, they capture your information, they sell it and whoever they're selling it to, are criminals that are trying to take over account or file a tax return. Those are the kind of things they're trying to do. Yeah. Get a refund, profit from it. Uh, you know, sell, sell your identify, sell your information to, to, to get, make money from it. And, you know, these guys, you know, uh, you know, make a good living and they're hard to catch. Yeah. They're hard to catch. And, and so how large a problem is it? I mean, how many people are doing this and, uh, dollar amounts or any idea on how, how prevalent a problem? Oh, is? it's, uh, hold on. I'll, if you've got a second, let me, I won't show it to you, but I just, I literally just did a presentation on how big this, uh, this number is it's, it's, it's big. I mean, so the IC three, which is the internet crime complaint center from the FBI, um, said, uh, in 2021, $6.9 billion in losses. Wow. On average, 2,300 complaints a day, uh, 500 in the last five years, average complaint, 552,000, um, and over 6.5 million complaints since, uh, since inception, which yeah. inception was. So it's an industry. Uh, back it is in 2000. A, it's, it's huge. Yeah, so it's basically a criminal industry trying to to, to take advantage of this. It's huge. Uh, so, huge. yeah, and so, that's that. That's just United States, right? That's mm-hmm. just crimes that have been recorded to the FBI. So there's a whole underground of people who just either pay the ransom or just 
forget about it. And they're not even, they don't even bother, you know? Yeah. Well, well, well you talked about ransom. So there are a bunch of terms that we hear. Let me throw out a couple of terms and you just got to give me a layman's thought on what these things mean. So what is ransomware? You mentioned ransom or ransomware. What, what happens there? What is that about? Ransomware is a form of a virus that when you, you will click on an email or a link or, or on a website, you'll click on something and it'll download this piece of software on your computer. It will encrypt all your files. Mm. Um, and so what will happen is the only way to recover from that is one, to recover from a backup or two, to pay the ransom. Okay. And the ransom can be from an individual, it could be a few hundred dollars to a city or a large corporation. It could be in the millions of dollars. Um, the, the thing that's interesting is that these criminals um, have a, a rating. <laughs> so if I'm a criminal and I give you ransomware and I say, hey, Jeff, for $500, I'll, I'll give you the key to decrypt your files. You pay me, you have to pay in Bitcoin, you pay me the $500, I give you the key to unencrypt. Now I'm, I I have a reputation of being a good guy. I'm a good criminal, you know? Because <laughs> you unlocked it for the- I unlocked the it. I'm a great guy, you know, I'm helping you out. <laughs> what a crazy world. I've seen, I've seen some, this is how the irony of it all, I've seen, I've heard of some cases where these, the criminals have done it, allowed some not, you know, you'll- reach out to the criminal and you say, I'm a nonprofit, I'm a charitable corporation. And they'll, they'll do, they'll do, they'll have, they have some charitable work. So they'll allow you to do that for free. Oh. That was, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. It's cra- it's scary crazy. stuff. Yeah. yeah well, what about, is. yeah. So what about spyware? What is that? What is spyware? Spyware, very, very similar, but it, it spyware often will sit on a computer okay. and will start grabbing information off the computer. So it's 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 passive. So you really don't see what's going on in your computer. It's collecting the, data. The, the, it's collecting data. It could be collecting passwords from your websites. It could be uh, collecting personal information that you may. It could be grabbing if you have a your your bank account or your email account and grabbing uh, information. They're, they're they're kind of watching you. Yeah, you know, they're watching they'll your keystrokes. So they'll 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 use later, or they'll sell to someone that will use it later. Correct. Gotcha. Correct. And, then, and yeah. then the last one that we hear a lot about, and I think we're all more familiar than we were, is phishing. Yeah. Um, so what is what is phishing? P h i s i n g. P p h i p h i s. Right. You, you got it. Yeah. Phishing. Uh, so phishing are uh, emails that these guys will send and try to get you to do something right um uh, some classic examples are uh you know email you and i will go be going back and forth i'm going to buy a car from you jeff hey jeff i'm going to buy this car i want to i'll give you ten thousand dollars for this car you and i go back and forth in this email email just so people are aware email inherently is not secure so bad guy could you know, intercept our email and say, Oh, cool. These, you know, Steve's going to buy spent, you know, give Jeff 10 grand for this car. So all of a sudden they intercept the email. They propose, they pose to be you. And they say, Hey, Steve, I forgot. I, I wanted to change the bank account. I want to send it, put it in my savings account rather than my checking. Can you wire the money here? Hmm. I wire the money unknowing, send it to your quote unquote savings account, which is really, the criminal's account yeah. and I'm out to 10 grand and I'm, I don't get the car because you're like, you, I never got the money. 
Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So this is, they're, they're basically using the information to try to fool you into taking some action. Um, where we see it occasionally is, um, you know, like, um, you know, it looks, the, the, the masthead on the email looks like Bank of America, you know, or Wells Fargo. Exactly. Or, and it's really not. So, uh, so that th- those were important terms. So fishing, are, yeah, let me, uh, one last thing, and the phishing too can also in, in, indirectly come from right Amazon, as you just mentioned, Amazon or your bank. It says, "Hey, you've forgotten your password," you know, or "I got to reset your password." We've seen a security event. Click here, reset it. You go on to the fake Amazon, the fake bank site. You reset it. They get your password, and then they get into that site. Those sites. Yeah. So, yeah. So so let's talk about what people can do. So give us a little like a tutorial on a handful of strategies that people can do to try to protect them from cybersecurity. So the, the 101 type things that, that we can all pay attention to. Okay. First, any and every type of website and especially your email uh, enable multi-factor authentication, uh, especially your bank, uh, Amazon, uh, anywhere, anywhere, any place, anyhow that you can enable a second factor authentication, uh, do it, especially on your email. We've seen over the years, many people getting their email breached uh, because they fall for that link, reset your password, they get the password, they get in their email and they can do a lot of damage in your email. So if you have the multi-factor, if you fall for that spoof and you reset your email, at least they can't get back in because you need the second factor or a token, a, a pass key, an authenticator. Anybody who doesn't know what multi-factor authentication is, you can Google it. You know, if you have a Gmail account, say, how do I set up MFA multi-factor authentication on my Gmail? They'll walk you through the steps. So multi-factor. absolutely at a minimum do that. Okay. Um, password manager. Um, you know, how many passwords does somebody have? And some people will use the same password over and over and over and over again. And so what will happen is, you know, somebody, if I get your password, then I start trying it on different sites and do what's, what's called basically a brute force attack to try to say, I'm going to try on Amazon. Oh, it works on Amazon. I'm going to try to your bank account. I'm going to try it on this account and just try to see if, how many accounts I can get in with the same password. Cause people are, are inherently lazy. Yeah. They don't want to have to remember all these passwords. So, yeah. So what's the best way to new, use what's called a password manager? I use a product called LastPass. Many of the websites I go to, I do not even know the password. There's two. There's a couple of values with a password manager. Um, and first of all, let's go back to, if you have a password manager, multi-factor authentication <laughs> to get into it. Uh, when you go to the website, it recognizes the website and then it will enter the information. So let's go back to the, what I just stated earlier. If you fall for a phishing email and you get the click to go to Amazon to reset your password, if I fell for that phishing email with a password manager, I would click that link. I don't know the password to my Amazon right. website. So the, the last pass would not be able to fill that password in because it's like, this isn't Amazon. Right. So it's a, it's a great source it'll of protection. Recognize, it'll recognize that it's not a, a, a real right website. Correct. Okay. Correct. And so um, that's a great form of, of protection to make sure you're not entering the password into a website that is, is a spoofed website. Right. Okay. So two-factor, good passwords, 
across, across multiple, never use the same password twice, a password manager in order to, again, continue to, to use complicated passwords that, um, and, and have two factor to get into the password manager. Correct. Okay. So Correct. Those, are, those are three or there others. Yep, absolutely. Uh, be careful what you click on, you know, as you're, you know, if it's too good to be true, it probably is, right? That's the good old thing as your mom always taught you. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. Um, so, um, so be careful what you're clicking on. You know, if you get an email that looks suspicious, if you get a link that looks suspicious, uh, you know, don't, don't click on it. You know, so just think, you know, you know, the, uh, the good old adage, a lot of these fishing companies or these training companies say, you know, Think, think before you click, you know, right? Read it and and keep in mind the, these folks are smart, right? They're really, really smart. And we as humans are humble, we're gullible, we want to do the right thing, we want to be kind, we want to be helpful, we want to uh feel that whatever we're doing is 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 uh is is a good thing, you know, and we try and we inherently trust people. You know, so, you know, when COVID was out, you know, all the links for click here, or, you know, there's a COVID, you know, in your area, there's a COVID break, breakout, click here to learn what to do about that. You know, when they're Ukraine, you know, war with, you know, click here to donate to yeah. supporting Ukraine, you know, don't click on anything. Like if, if you want to donate to Ukraine or you want to donate to some charity, you know, don't click on the link within the website. If it's, it's a, if it's a, I mean, within the email, I'm sorry, within the email, go out of the email and say, Oh, this looks interesting. Google it. If it's something that, you know, feels, feels you philanthropically or makes you feel good, go to it separately outside of those websites and and do some research to decide if it's something you want to, a cause you want to support. Yeah. So if you get an email from someone like that, you could look in the body of the email from the sponsor don't do it in the email, go out to the web and search for the organization and see if you can learn, are they legitimate? And then if you want to donate, do it through their website, not Absolutely. through, not through the email link. Absolutely. Uh, the best now, when yeah. you go, when you go out to a website like that, is there any way to tell that it's a secure site or not a secure site? No, because they'll embed security on it. So it looks like it's a secure site for whatever whatever site you're about to hit. Right. So, um, you know, so it's, it's, it's really, really hard, you know, I mean, we, we, we have a product we use again, it's not for, for home users per, per right. se, but I mean, you know, we have a product that embeds a, a, a redirect on the, on the website within the link. So it, it'll, it'll scrub the link before we click on it accidentally. You know, a number of our clients are using, I don't, I'm not sure if you guys are using it, Jeff, I suspect you probably are, yeah. but it, you know, you click on the link, it redirects, says, okay, this is legit. And then it'll let you, it'll let you through. So yeah. those are, those are things that can help yeah. us as well. Okay. What, um, what about, I'm sorry, go ahead. You've got some more points. Yeah, a couple so- other, a couple other minor things too. So um, another big thing is uh, smishing, you know, spam, you know, um, um, text, you know, phishing now um and so if you if you don't know the person who's texting you don't respond to it i got two texts last night you know that said hey how are you you know or hey click on this link because you know for your free ipad i mean delete them yeah delete them they look enticing they look you know like oh this is cool what does this mean you know who is this person you know 
Hey, how, how are you? You know, so I've got one last night that said, literally, how are you? I'm like, yeah. delete. Yeah. Delete. Just, just delete. You know, you don't want to engage. So they're doing that, the same in, in thing on your phone. They're trying to, they're trying to get into your phone, just like someone would try to get into your computer. Correct. Correct. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, I mean, there are any, any ways, any ways that they can, you know, find their way in, they're going to try to find a way in to get to you. And you just have to be diligent, you know, because when somebody asks you something, you know, the, the human in you wants to reply, how are you? Simple question. Yeah. I'm fine. How are you? And then, <laughs> Hey, it's, it's Jeff. Uh, yeah, we haven't chatted in a while. You know, hey, click on this link to right. you know, just start. You start. You can just see where it can go south pretty quickly. Yeah, very important. Uh, so it, the last thing I'd ask you about in terms of what we can do are there things that we need to be doing with our personal computers at our homes. Yes. So in, ter- in terms of the hardware, you know, we've got, you know, we've talked about email and internet stuff. What about our personal computers at home. Is there any specific things we should have on our, on our desktops? Yeah. So certainly antivirus, uh, you know, there's tons of antivirus programs. So definitely antivirus, uh, you know, malware protection, something like malware bikes to protect it. Um, be careful, uh, you know, making sure your computer's up to date patched, you know, when, when Microsoft or windows or your, Apple has a updates, run the updates, right? Run the updates to your, you know, uh, your iPhone, your iPad, your, I, you know, anything that says there's an update to an application, run that update because it, it's a lot of times the updates are fixing bugs, but they're also fixing security vulnerabilities, you know? So those are types of things. Another, another really cool thing. Um, let me just, let me just make sure it's the same web website. Hold on. Oh, and the, as, um, another cool website that um, I like to use is um, it, it's it's a it's free for home use. Uh, it's a product called OpenDNS. Now let's talk about DNS. What does DNS mean? DNS is Domain Name Services. Okay, I still have that doesn't mean anything to you still, right? <laughs> uh, what it it's the phone book of the internet, right? The way that the way I try to describe it is the phone book of the internet. When you go to a website and you type in the website. It resolves that name, so Google, to a, an IP address. I'll, I'll again call it an, a phone number. Every place has a unique IP address, so it's resolving names to the phone number slash IP address to get to the wherever the website is. Mm-hmm. OpenDNS is a free product. We we use a paid version at our office, so so we get reporting on it. But you can use their name servers, their phone books. At home, if you go to open DNS, so open O P E N D N S dot com, it walks you through what to do. Uh, it's going to be hard to describe this in English, but yeah. but it, it it basically says use open DNS, use our phone books to surf the internet. Why? Because they scrub the internet to get rid of bad websites. So if you click on a bad link. And I'll give you the perfect example of why I like it. We had a client uh, years ago. We had OpenDNS. They click on a bad link. They download a ransomware on their computer. Hmm. The only way ransomware works is it has to phone home to the bad guy to get the, the, 
to key to encrypt the files and then append the files with that encryption key to, uh, to encrypt the files. Yeah. If it can't phone home, right, it can't encrypt the files. So OpenDNS in this case blocked the phoning home because it was a bad website. So even though technically the client got ransomware, it never encrypted a single file. Yeah. Again, we have the paid version. We got an alert. Yeah. So we got on the person's computer, cleaned it up, but it never encrypted a single file. Yeah. Really cool stuff. It's free. I, I use it at home. Everybody should use this type of technology at home. And again, I, I love talking talk about free stuff. It's free. Yeah. It's, it's easy. You got to go on the website. It'll kind of explain. It, it is made for the consumer to understand how to set that up. Okay. Well, that is very helpful. And is there anything particular with the mobile phones other than some of the, other than keeping the updates? Are there any security settings or things that we need to pay attention to with mobile devices? Obvious, you know, password, you know, the iOS, uh, Android and Android, both uh, years ago, Android didn't automatically encrypt. They do now. But okay. uh, so so they automatically encrypt when you uh, invoke the password. So, you know, same type of thing. You know, one thing one thing I I do, you know, and just just some tips and tricks that uh, that I find I, I, I do, because um, so let's give I'll, I'll give you a great example of, of something I do that I use the phone for before I'll use my computer. Jeff, you, you've applied for a job at my company. Thanks for applying. You sent me a, your, your resume. I don't know who you are. I don't, I'm concerned, you know, it could be a, a, yeah. a, a ransomware. It could be right. a piece of software you're trying to install. So I don't know who you are, Jeff, right? So I look at the email. I look at the email on the phone. Oftentimes, the ransomware is written for a computer, not for a phone. So I will then open your resume on my phone rather than my computer. I would rather sacrifice my phone than my computer any day, all day, right. every day, right. because you can wipe your phone, you can start over. It's, right. it's not a big deal, but if right. it was on my computer, bigger problem. So that's a personal thing that I do. Um, I also, little tips and tricks that I do as a professional, I never use LinkedIn on my computer. I never use Facebook on my computer. I'm not. I don't. I'm not an Instagram user, but I would never use I, I, all those social media outlets because they're riddled with uh, temptations as yeah. far as meaning. Click this. Uh, click that. Click yeah. this. Click that. Yeah. Could be ransomware. Could be spyware. Could be anything. Right. I use LinkedIn, and I use that on my phone. Right. I do all my posting. I do all my responding. One hundred percent on my phone. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's 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 a great additional safeguard. Yeah. So, um, what about the banking site? So, is there any way to tell if a banking site is legit, or, um, you know, because we're we're logging in and we're checking our accounts? Is is there any particular clues that we're not on the real site? Same thing. Uh, so, first of all, multi-factor, right? Make sure you yeah. have multi-factor um, and password manager is the easiest way to tell. Uh, okay. Again, right. again, you can, yeah, it won't recognize the site from last pass or whatever you're correct. using. Yeah. Right. And so I mean, again, the obvious is looking, you know, if there's a, you know, transposed word or letter or, you know, you know, sometimes if you, that, you know, you really focus on it, but, but, you know, sometimes the naked eye isn't 
misses it, you know, and you don't see the misspellings, so you don't know. So for me, a password manager, and and, and, you know, I have a paid version of of LastPass because I use it for some other things. But there's three versions of LastPass that you can use. Yeah, Um, well, they're pretty inexpensive too. They're not. They are pretty expensive. We're not talking about large expenses here. Um, No, and 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 what what are we talking about? You know, what is your what is what is all your data worth? Yeah. You know, I mean, we're, we're easy. We're, we're simple enough to go buy a piece of furniture or something in our house or, and, but, but, you know, when you want to spend $30 on a piece of software that could save us thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, come yeah. on. You know? and, well, and, and, and uh, complications and hassles. So, Absolutely. you know, we've all been working remotely, uh, you know, uh, for yes. the last year or two. And, you know, so we're working at coffee shops and workspaces. So talk to me a little about Wi-Fi. So are yes. there, is there anything we need to be aware of as we access various Wi-Fi um, channels? Yes. Or, or, very, or spots? Very, yeah. So, so again, back, back to, let's say, let's look at some simple things, right? So uh, public Wi-Fi, uh, if you use public Wi-Fi, you definitely have some type of VPN technology. You can, you know, there are, again, free VPN technologies you can use. Uh, there's some software that you can buy for, for VPNs. We, again, we have a business class VPN that we use, um, but there are tech business, there are VPNs you can use. More importantly, if you're using public Wi-Fi, um, so so the, the only, the easiest way for me is to, to, so when I'm flying, I fly a lot, I travel a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the only, only time I really use public Wi-Fi is on a plane because I really don't have a choice, right? I have no, you know, I, I, my hotspot won't work. Right. I, I know I don't have any uh, access to um, a non-public Wi-Fi. So what am I doing on a plane? The only thing I'm doing is responding to email. I'm not opening, like in my case, in your case, you're not opening client files. You're not trading, right. you know, for you, I would say, you know, you're obviously not going to be trading right. on behalf of your client. You're not going to log into their right. account. You're not right. going to log into your bank account. Right. So, and there's two issues with on a plane. One is obviously concern about the public Wi-Fi. Second is shoulder surfing. I mean, you're on a plane and you're really like cramped in and people can yeah. probably see what you're doing. Yeah. But for me, if you have to use public Wi-Fi for whatever reason, I would never, ever, ever, ever use do anything very again personal. No banking, no uh, client relationship type of things that you're doing. Uh, nothing of personal information. I'm just, I'm just responding to email. That's yeah. all I'm doing on a public Wi-Fi. Yeah. So if you're, careful. if but if you're in the hotel lobby and you want to transact business, how does the V? Uh, this is a virtual private network, I guess. Yes. So yeah. how does that work? The VPN, the virtual private network, the VPN uh, basically encrypts the traffic to make sure all the traffic is encrypted from your laptop right through uh, the endpoint. And and it'll, uh, if somebody's compromised that that wireless access point, they can't see that traffic. So when you when you when you use a personal hotspot with your phone, does that accomplish that? Yes, it does. It is. It is so because you, that's your personal hotspot. So the phone is a better method. You know, that's that's what I do, right? I use my personal phone rather than using public Wi-Fi. Gotcha. Okay. Because that's your good. network. That's your network securing your computer and and versus and you and you know it's yours versus I mean, if you're going on a Starbucks or a Wi-Fi, do you don't really know if you're actually on their Wi-Fi. Right. You know. 
Yeah. Don't know that. And, and, and of course, if you're on someone else's Wi-Fi and they get compromised, you're opening your computer to their whatever issue they have. Right. Is that possible? Yeah, that is correct. That yeah. is correct. And oftentimes people, people's computers, they aren't as locked down as they think you are. So if you're on a public Wi-Fi, that's a shared public Wi-Fi. If it's not secured by the hotel, for example, and they're not security conscious, you know, you can connect to a public Wi-Fi and oftentimes browse and see what other computers are on the network. And if anybody has what's called a, a basically open shares on their computer and be able to, to, you know, grab information from people's computers that they don't even know aware about aware of. Yeah. Well, if you're in a hotel and you access their Wi-Fi, which most people do, you know, they give you the Wi-Fi code. Uh, so is that secure? Uh, it's, it's as secure as they make it out to be. I, I don't trust it. It's you don't. not, not yeah. something, I mean, it's uh, the answer the, the no, the long answer I mean, is I should, mean, it's, yeah, you, it should be, but I don't, be, but I you don't no, trust it. Yeah. I don't trust it. I, I, that's the other, maybe the really key point here, Jeff. Don't trust anything. Yeah. So right? you'd rather, just, just, yeah. So you'd rather use your hotspot is the long answer. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just for, for the added security. Well, yeah, you, you and you, you, we could trust each other, but anything technology, don't trust any of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, there's a whole lot more we could talk about, about sharing yes. personal information. And, you know, I even, I, I even have a lot of questions from clients who have, um, you know, um, that are helping their parents, uh, you know, about paperwork, security and all that. And we just don't have a lot of time to do that today. But uh, but there's a lot more that we could talk about in terms of securing your data, because it's, um, you know, my understanding from um, some training that I've been through is that oftentimes these breaches are human error. You know, right. it, it's not necessarily someone came in the back door, they came in the front door. And so, for instance, Tandem Growth has policies in place that, you know, if you send us an email for a wire transfer, we we never assume it's you, ever. So we just call you. We just want to call you, you know, and, and we talk to you. Um, so there are things that, that we all need to do. But this is a great start, at least in terms of Internet security. And I, I really appreciate your sharing some of this today. It, it can be a bit overwhelming. And there are some great resources that we can all we can all use. But I appreciate it, Steve. This has been this has been really, really, really helpful. Is there anything final you'd like to share in general about any of this? No, thanks. First of all, thanks, Jeff. Uh, again, just just remember, everything you you do on the internet um, is subject to be seen. You know, and just be careful what you post. Um, I remember doing a presentation in Jacksonville, Florida, several several years ago, and just doing my shtick. You know, and somebody in the back of the room raised their hand. And said, and I was saying about the same thing I just said, be careful what you post on uh, social media. Uh, and I said, my sister was just in Mexico and they were posting pictures from Mexico. They came back and their house was ransacked. I mean, they basically took a lot of their furniture and it, yeah. they they were gone. They they yeah. knew they were in Mexico. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. and just that was be aware. And, that, and you provided that information. <laughs> Yes, you yeah. provided it. You gave them the opportunity. So if you're, if you're, it's just the simplest thing. If you're traveling, post the pictures when you return. Hey, I was in Mexico. Right. We right. had a great time. It's great to be home now. Right. Here's some pictures we we did. Right. I mean, right. it just you got to be. You have to think that everything 
this interconnected world is so interconnected that this information is so readily available that you just really, really got to be careful. It's fun to brag. It's fun to <laughs> share things. It's fun to be excited about all these little things you're doing, but be excited uh, about what you did, not what you're doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. And that situation. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. So the human, the human aspect of this and, and just thinking about, uh, you know, you don't want to be paranoid, but you need to be, oh. you need to think this way. Uh, unfortunately. Diligent. So, need to know, be diligent. So, need yeah. To be so diligent. it is a yin and a yang, you know, so we've got Correct. the benefits of great technology and convenience and uh, staying connected to people, but we do need to recognize the dangers because there are a lot of bad actors out there that are trying to, trying to, uh, to get, to get our data. Well, yes, thank you so is. much, Steve. And uh, hey, my pleasure. If, if there's any way that uh, our audience wanted to find you, if, if, if any of them have small firms that might need um, internet and technology support, like you provide to us, um, how would they, how would they find you? Uh, TrueNorthNetworks.com. So www.truenorthnetworks with an S.com is, is okay. our, our website. Well, that was great. Thank you so much, Steve. I really appreciate your investment in our audience and in, in, in our in our show today. So, and thank you guys. Uh, thank you, audience, for participating or listening in to the Money and Meaning Show. I hope you found it useful. Obviously, these are important topics, and you know, it's it's a lot more fun to talk about um, you know building wealth and investments and living a, a free life. But we do want to be we do want to do risk management too and protect. And, and your data uh, needs to be protected. Uh, that's the final thing I'll say about it. So thank you. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you do check it out, uh, check us out on the various streaming services and give us a rating. Um, happy to hear from you as well. You can email me at moneyandmeaning at tamandgrowth.com. And uh, it's been my pleasure to be with you. And thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Money and Meaning Show with Jeff Bernier, a show dedicated to help you gain the confidence and freedom to lead a life of personal significance and help you get your actions and resources in alignment with what matters most. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions for Jeff or comments on the show, feel free to reach out to us at moneyandmeaning at tandemgrowth.com. Or you can find us on the web at www.tandemgrowth.com. Jeff Bernier is the President and Chief Investment Officer at Tandem Growth Financial Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. This show is a production of Tandem Growth Financial Advisors, LLC. All information discussed is general in nature, is provided for informational purposes only, and should not be construed as specific financial, legal, or tax advice. Listeners should consult an attorney or tax professional regarding their specific legal or tax situation. Listeners should not rely on the content of this podcast as the basis for any investment decisions. A professional advisor should be consulted and or independent due diligence should be conducted before implementing anything discussed in this show. While information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date, Tandem Growth Financial Advisors, LLC, does not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Tandem Growth Financial Advisors, LLC, does not make any representations or warranties as to the accuracy, timeliness, suitability, completeness, or relevance of any information prepared by any unaffiliated third party, such as guests on the podcast, and takes no responsibility for the same.